This is the Ear Science Podcast, the science of healthy hearing. Hello and welcome to the Ear Science Podcast, the science of healthy hearing, proudly presented by Ear Science Institute Australia, a not-for-profit medical research institute. In this podcast, we'll bring you into our world, the world of ear and hearing science. We will discuss the latest in ear and hearing research and what it means to you. I'm Dan Vandermeer. I'm a digital content specialist, podcast host, and passionate about raising the awareness of healthy hearing. And I'm Lisa Kutsia. I'm a qualified audiologist and chief operating officer at Ear Science Institute Australia. This podcast provides information of a general nature and does not constitute medical advice. Today we are talking to qualified audiologist Daniel Jirachi from Lions Hearing Clinic about how the latest research on the impact of hearing loss is guiding his clinical care and how he is harnessing technology to help his clients feel empowered to take control of their hearing and experience the world of full sound. Daniel, welcome to the Ear Science Podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you very much. You're a busy Lions hearing clinic audiologist seeing clients every day. How are you implementing the latest research into clinical care? So we know that one in six Australians experience hearing loss. And in fact, our market research shows that potentially three in five people have some sort of hearing impairment. Yeah, right. So earlier in season one, you heard from my colleagues and researchers at Ear Science. So Dr. Beck Bennett and Dr. Donna Jayakoti, whose studies clearly show the link between hearing loss and feelings of isolation and loneliness, cognitive decline, and even dementia. Wow. So the research is telling us how important it is to take action on our hearing health. Yet we also know that 80% of people who need a hearing aid don't actually have one. Wow. uh, I'm privileged to work as an audiologist where every day I can bring together the research and technology to help my clients access the help they need to live a healthy life. Go ahead. Wow, Daniel. I mean, those statistics are just you know, they don't paint a very positive picture, that prevalence and and the Mm. the impact of hearing loss. How, you know, in your career as an audiologist, what are the changes and advancements in technology that you've been seeing? So it's a really exciting time to be an audiologist today because there's so much change in our industry and this is really needed. So our head of brain and hearing, Associate Professor Melanie Ferguson, has shown that more than half of people with hearing aids found difficulty using them. This has prompted us as an industry to provide better, more user-friendly solutions, but also to deliver services in a way that focuses on the client and ensures their needs are at the centre of our care. We're now even seeing consumer electronic companies enter the hearing space. So to see tech giants such as Apple and Bose acknowledge the importance of hearing, raise awareness of hearing loss and reduce the stigma of hearing devices is exciting to see as an audiologist. So um, Apple and Bose who make speakers and and earpods and yeah. airpods and that, so they're in this space now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're basically from making just uh, over the counter consumer products, they're starting to uh, tap into um, hearing healthcare as well. So accounting for people with hearing loss who use their products as well. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of smart too when, you know, the, the, the whole products around people hearing what they're providing. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this widespread addition of Bluetooth has made a massive impact and it's become the norm in hearing aid technology now with most aids in the market having this tech available. How good is Bluetooth? Just PS. I mean, like, honestly, it's changed my life. I mean, I've got fairly good hearing, I would have thought, but the technology that advances in Bluetooth particularly, mm. and I'm really interested when we're going to talk about this with you, but um, just what it does now is wonderful. Yeah. And, and the connectivity of it, yeah. Yeah, for and sure. And Dan, you know, maybe before we get on to the Bluetooth and maybe delving into that a little bit more, you know, when we talk about the advancements, I just want to also raise cochlear implants mm. and how 
amazing the technology is. So we heard a little bit earlier in our season, Renelle Chester-Brown talking about cochlear implants. And one of our researchers, Dr. Kathy Sucher, has actually shown the advancements in technology with cochlear implants has made it now a technology that's suitable for so many more people. So before it was really something that's for kids or maybe people that have very profound hearing losses, but that candidacy has increased. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about technology, cochlear implants play a very important role there too. Yeah, but let's get back to to the Bluetooth. Bluetooth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you met, uh, Daniel. You mentioned Bluetooth capabilities being used in a lot of devices these days, um, and hearing devices integrating in our life. Tell me and tell the tell the audience how this is relevant to a person with hearing loss. Well, so many things can be done now through the power of Bluetooth technology. Um, so, for example, hearing aid users can stream phone calls, music, yeah. podcasts yeah, wow. um, uh, directly from their electronic device to their hearing aids. So your hearing aids really become like a set of AirPods, essentially. Yeah. Um, likewise, the ability to connect the hearing aids to stream TV audio and even to use with various remote microphones, which can be handy in lectures, restaurants and yep. other things like that. Yeah. So really, your hearing aid is really integrating just with the normal general things that everybody would use in their household or in their lifestyle. Yeah. Hearing aids are now integrating with that. Exactly, Which yeah. just, it must just normalise the process also, you know, yeah. for people to know that Bluetooth are now on a hearing aid and, you know, so you can just imagine how the advancements would go from here as well. Yeah, for sure. That. Yeah, and definitely when you mention Bluetooth, uh, in hearing aids to clients, they um, their eyes light up a little bit because yeah. yeah. either they've it's heard cool. of it or they're, yeah. they're using it or they you know someone someone that knows or they use it for something yeah. else and yeah. Um, yeah it is it brings like a bit of a cool factor to hearing aids <laughs> yeah I've got Bluetooth guys yes. <laughs> yeah. essentially that's a whole bunch of cool features but to answer your question the way this helps people with hearing loss is that we reduce the impact of any sort of background noise that's around right um, or a distance so for example in um, the lecture theatre example, yeah, um, and we're putting the, sa- the sound straight into the ears, both at the same time. So rather than just you know some some of the tech in the old days went could go to one hearing aid, you needed right. a special tool to go to both. Yeah, now we're doing that directly, so it's really cool. So you're basically going from listening in mono, you know, to stereo. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, with, with yeah, that ex- example. Yeah, and also reducing that anything in between the speaker and, and yeah, what you're yeah, listening yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, um, awesome. and it does it because it's through the hearing aids, it does it to your amplifies to your needs as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So you can customize it pretty much. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your particular situation, fantastic. And Daniel, as an audiologist, we often have people that come in to us that say they struggle hearing the phone. Yeah. You know, that's often one of their goals that they want to hear better on their phone where they've got family overseas and things. Does Bluetooth help with that at all? Yeah, so definitely. So by putting the sound directly into your ears, um, both ears at the same time. From the phone. From the phone. Yeah, yeah great. That's right. So uh, phone, computer, if they're Skyping, whatever it might be, as long as it has Bluetooth, it can connect straight to your straight to your ears. Daniel, that sounds amazing. The technology has really come a long way and it, it sounds life-changing. But I know the research is saying people are still taking on average nine years to do anything about their hearing loss and, you know, to take action. I know um, Azadeh Abrahimi, one of the researchers at Ear Science, has done really groundbreaking research to look at the barriers and drivers. So what makes a person get a cochlear implant or what sort of hinders them from Mm. getting a cochlear implant? And her research showed that trust in the clinician was really the biggest driver for somebody to get a cochlear implant. And then sort of lack of referral pathways was one of those barriers. 
What are you seeing in the clinic day to day? Why do you think that nine years is, is still there? Why? I mean, this technology is advancing so much. Why are you still seeing that nine years? Yeah, that's true, Lisa. People do wait on average nine years to take action on their hearing health, which means that some people are taking even longer. Um, and that's why it's a big focus for us as a research institute to better understand why that is so that we can better help people. Mm. Um, we see clients struggling with hearing loss, but they don't want to get hearing aids. And that's because of many reasons. It could be their lifestyle. Yep. Um, there's that big stigma attached to it. Yep. It makes it look Your old. grandparents had them and they looked horrible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was 40 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you get so many people coming in, oh, not those big old things. Yeah, that whistle. Yeah, yeah. Granddad couldn't hear us. Yes. So, um, yeah, that, that they might fear over losing it because it's such an expensive device. It could be all different things. Um our Lions Hearing Clinic uh, data shows that 87% of clients who choose to get a hearing aid are actually happy with their devices. Yep. Um, and the research has been proven that getting a hearing aid stimulates our brain um, and that reduces the risk of cognitive decline. So essentially, use it or lose it. That's massive. Like, yeah, yeah. With, with that part of um, particularly in an ageing society where you're going to be worried about keeping stimulated, yeah, particularly that's a big thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yep. And I just, you know, I mean – 87% of people are happy once they, yeah. you know, get a hearing aid and people are still waiting. So we really need to make sure and hopefully the podcast will do it and we raise that awareness and get more people talking about their hearing health. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things that uh, manufacturers are trying to do, hearing aid manufacturers right. that we try and support them with. Yep. Um, that's offer different styles of hearing devices. So um, one of those different lifestyles. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So everyone's different. Everyone's yeah. got different values, different lifestyles. Yeah. Um, one of those, an example, is the Lyric, and that's a device that can be worn twenty four seven. Sits deep in the ear canal, so you can go about your daily life. Um, no management on a day-to-day yeah, right. basis. Fantastic. Um, simply need to get it changed every six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, right. So that's that's an option for yeah. some. So there's no battery changing, nope. you can't see it at all, it's really an invisible device. That's right, yeah. yeah. That's an obstacle for people, you know, just still yeah. that stigma of yep. wearing a hearing aid and somebody think, yep. I'm old if I wear a hearing aid. Yeah. It, it takes that away. It shouldn't be the way we think, but some people unfortunately still do. So Lyric is a great yeah. option. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny how people, you know, as you know, for people who can't see, they're quite happy to go and get glasses. But for people who can't yeah. hear, yeah. There, there's a lot more hesitation yeah. about yeah. about getting getting it treated. Yeah. So that yeah, there's uh, hopefully people listening to this and you know making that decision to go and see someone about this because yeah, it's it's a big thing. Yeah. And Dan, hopefully you know the technology we've been speaking about and all of that will slowly over the years normalise hearing yes. aids to be like glasses, yeah. our research that we'll do to find out mm-hmm. what are those drivers, what are those barriers, why people waiting will all help us to further our closer to it being like, well, we're wearing glasses yeah. and we've got our hearing aids. Yeah. We're proud of it. Correct. Yeah. Yep. 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 And if I can just add as well, the most important thing that I could encourage is to seek professional advice from an audiologist. They can help you determine what sort of device is best for you. Mm. Um, they can show you all the different devices that are out there. It, it's a tricky... Um, it's a tricky landscape. Yeah. There's lots out there. There's lots to know. Um, and it's their job to help you through that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Is, is there a hearing device that tw- uh, tunes out kids uh, <laughs> nagging and screaming? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I get asked that a lot. Um, there's- Sorry, Captain Cliche over here, but, you know, I'm, I'm, that's very much in my wheelhouse. <laughs> we'll get the research team onto it. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, you spoke about general consumer electronics entering the, the hearing space. 
So what are you seeing with these devices and what role do they play? I know our research team and, and led by Melanie Ferguson, they're really going to look at what hearables can do for us. But what are you seeing in your clinic currently? Already clients asking about it? What are they saying? And, and how are you approaching it as an audiologist? Yeah, so a hearable is pretty much an extension of like your Apple Watch. So at the moment, one in five of us currently wear some type of fitness mm. or activity tracker. Yep. Yep. Um, and these sort of trackers, likewise with the hearables, um, they have biometric measurements, which essentially measure um, the body and phys- different physical characteristics. Um, and these are a great way for people to help track their fitness and just motivate general yeah. well-being as well. That's so cool. Yeah. So we're coming from essentially something that was uh, just made for hearing, but also now looking at a holistic view of yeah. general well-being oh, and yeah, healthcare. Health, yeah, yeah. yeah. So evidence supports the promise of these in-ear sensors to support things like temperature monitoring, um, the ability to detect falls, so you get a notification oh, wow. of loved ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, monitoring blood pressure and heart rate, your step counts, and <laughs> even things like standing time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And Daniel, are you seeing that technology in just in hearables or are you seeing that in hearing aids as well? Yeah, no, they're definitely around in hearing aids as well. Okay. So it's not something that you can only get in a hearable and there's not things you can only get in the, in the hearing aid in terms of that technology. It's very much widespread now. Yeah. Um, different manufacturers will have different features, but essentially they're, they're available on both types of devices. Wow. Hearables are great for some people. They're one of the many devices you can choose from. So you've got your hearables, your hearing aids, your cochlear implants, um, depending on your type of hearing loss or um, the nature of your hearing loss or what difficulties you're having. Mm -hmm. um, You might benefit from one thing over another. At the end of the day, the best thing you can do, like we talked about a few times now, is Mm. talk to your audiologist, get a hearing test, um, find out the type of hearing loss you have and take it from there. Yep. Daniel, has there been any advancements to help clients wear their hearing aids more? Uh, We know, unfortunately, that some hearing aids end up in the drawer next to the bed. Yeah, so if a, if a client's struggling with their hearing aids, we encourage them to come back to us and we can make some adjustments and, you know, fine-tune what they need. Um, sometimes people don't do that and they put yeah. their hearing aid in the drawer. Yeah. So um, nowadays we've got a couple things that we can use. So one of them is remote adjustments. So wow, wow. Um, that's the ability for our client to sit at home in the comfort of their, their bed or their lounge, whatever it might be, um, and we can make adjustments uh, in real time mm-hmm. uh, whilst having a chat to them um, from from our office. Really? So what, you can be talking to them remotely? And, yeah. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I love if, that. Especially in, in these sort of uncertain times yeah. with COVID lockdowns and things like that, it's oh, been really useful. Perfect, yeah. Um, but also for people who are falling off the wagon a little bit or, <laughs> you know, need a bit of motivation, it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing that we that we can use is something as simple as data logging, which is tracking your hourly usage of the hearing aids. Wow. Um, it's a little bit like wearing a pedometer. So yeah, yeah. We, we all know how much more we walk when we're wearing a pedometer. So. <laughs> You're getting judged. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel, on that remote adjustments, a way that I've also seen that work really well, especially as it relates to the question of the hearing aid in the drawer, is a client that continually comes in, they comes, come in and see, us. Mm. They want an adjustment to hear in their favourite restaurant or to hear their grandkids. And we make the best adjustment 
to what we can in that situation because they're explaining the environment. Mm. But what this technology now has allowed us to do is we can have that client sit with their grandkids and go, okay, now you tell me what's going on there. That's I'll make right. the adjustment and you can see if that works. Because mm. if that hearing aid works when they hear their grandkids, that hearing aid is not going to end up in the drawer. No, no. So you can really make that real time and it's not us sort of as an audiologist hoping and guessing we've made yeah. the right adjustment. That's so right. that's super powerful. Yeah, yeah. Before it was purely trial and error, you're right, but now we can do it in situ, we can do it live. Um, there's also other things we can do in that same using that same idea, and that's um, a lot of these hearing aid manufacturers have apps where people can make live adjustments themselves, oh, yeah, um, right. which means there's a, a greater client empowerment as well. So they have control yeah. over their hearing loss, and yeah. they they feel you know they feel good about themselves, which is great. That is so cool. That's so cool. And Dan, that empowerment piece is is so important. And Beck did some research on hearing aid handling. Yeah. So she showed that, and that's one of the ear science researchers showed that if people can't manage the hearing aids, changing batteries, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. the device, they don't wear their device. So she's actually developed a questionnaire that we as clinicians can use or we can send out to the clients, which takes them through those steps mm. to actually learn how to yeah. do those effectively. Yeah. And that has significantly increased the... the um, if you want to call it adherence to, yep. to yes. wearing their devices. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Daniel, clearly you're dedicated to supporting clients experiencing hearing loss, which is fantastic. Um, why did you become an audiologist? What What was the light bulb moment for you? So I used to actually work as a personal trainer. Um, I was an exercise scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I don't Look know about my that dad anymore. Bod, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been helping people, uh, you know, with healthcare. I've always enjoyed that. Mm. Um through a different type of rehab, but it, it came to a point where it wasn't really for me anymore. And I wanted to yep. look into, you know, doing something else. Um, I did some work placement at a hearing clinic um, and I saw the combination of assessment, rehabilitation, uh, seeing the progress and the goal, uh, the goal setting, yeah. um, but the technology as well. Yeah. And, and the technology, like the aspect of actually being involved in that, cause I've always had an interest in technology yeah. um, and putting all those together really caught my interest applied the same week for the course and that yeah that was it awesome yeah so good daniel and and do you have a client story to share maybe one of your favorite client stories now that you are in this field where you're helping people and you're using the the technology and the services to to help people yeah definitely i've actually got one a person that i just saw recently um the first assessment that she came in for she didn't say a word the whole time um she came with her husband. Her husband did all the talking for her. Mm. Um, I just said, suggest she wasn't sure about a hearing aid. I suggested a, a trial. Um, she came back from for her review. She had her husband, her daughter, and her grandson there, and she was leading the conversation. <laughs> she she Great. was talking the whole time, and um, I, I I mentioned to her, "You seem a bit a lot more confident now to have a chat with me." And she was like, "Oh, I can hear everything you're oh, saying." That's yeah. Awesome. So that was really nice, um, and it was. You know, it was just a matter of choosing the right hearing aid for her, yes. choosing the correct technology to match her lifestyle, um, and, and it was perfect. She loved it. And she did the right thing. She went and saw an audiologist, yep. got got assessed and, and treated the way it went the, the right way. Yeah, that's fantastic. right. Yep. So, Daniel, this is really inspirational, you know, your story you've shared, the technology that's available. So as an audiologist, what would the key takeaways that you would like to share with our listeners regarding hearing technology? So I want everyone to know that there, there are all different options available. 
Um, there's different things for different people. Um, and it's important to trust the science and speak to a qualified audiologist because they can help you navigate. Um, they can help you find what's best for you. Um, and most of all, um, they can check your hearing to begin with. So yeah. that's, that's the first step. Um, and if you're going to do one thing today for your hearing health, it would be to do exactly that and get yeah. your hearing checked. Fantastic. Don't delay it. No. Healthy aging. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, Daniel Drachi, thank you so much for joining us on Ear Science Podcast, The Science of Healthy Hearing. I had a fantastic time talking to you. Thank you very much. No, thank you. It's been great. Lions Hearing Clinic offers the world's first and only 100% invisible hearing aid. With clear, natural sound, no daily hassles, no batteries, and providing benefit 24-7, it's a real game changer. Google Lions Hearing Clinic to see this discreet and convenient solution for moderate hearing loss might help you enter the room with more confidence. Book your obligation-free trial today. That concludes Season 1 of the Ear Science Podcast, The Science of Healthy Hearing. If you have enjoyed Season 1, let us know by rating and reviewing this podcast or share it with a friend or family member. Ensure you are subscribed so you'll be the first to receive future episodes. To view this episode with captions, visit the Ear Science YouTube channel or our website, earscience.org.au forward slash podcast. To suggest a topic for Season 2 and for more information and links to all the research papers on this topic, visit our website, earscience.org.au forward slash podcast. The producer of the Ear Science podcast, The Science of Healthy Hearing, is Emma Island, with sound engineering and editing by Daniel Vandermeer. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording this podcast on, the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation, and the land on which you are listening from. We pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging.